The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win. You need an edge. You'll find that edge in the business locker room. Hey, business is like sports, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the business locker room. Now... Here is your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, welcome into the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board a brand new year, 2015, as we start episode number 37. Our special guest today, Karen Hurt of Let's Grow Leadership. So many things happening in the new year. It's hard for me to hit all these moving targets as, as we've got a lot of different things going on. First and foremost, rebranding on the Business Locker Room radio show, radio show now called Biz Locker Radio, and you can find us at bizlockerradio.com. I want to encourage you to jump on and check us out as uh, we, we go through some growth, some expansion, some rebranding, and get some new things going and some great things happening in the business locker room as well, as I have alluded to in the past couple of weeks, as we turn the corner on 2014 and move directly into 2015, really excited to announce that uh, we will have what I expect uh, to be eight coaches, new coaches working in the business locker room, contributing to the content and, and the, the feel of the business locker room, both the radio show and the website. And I'm excited to announce that we will do that next week as we get all eight coaches on board. We'll have a lot of new content coming out. Of course, they will be highlighted uh, on the radio show as well, along with uh, all of our other special guests. But really looking forward to uh, what the new year has to offer, bizlockerradio.com. I'm your host, by the way, Kelly Riggs. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelly Riggs, the Business Locker Room Radio Show, the show with compelling conversations and the kind of useful content that you can use to improve your business today. It doesn't matter what function you have in the business world, sales rep, manager, business owner, executive, entrepreneur, maybe you just have an interest in marketing, social media, business strategy, You've definitely come to the right place. Great stuff. And always the X's and O's segment with my good friend, Miles Austin. And we'll be talking to him later in the show today. We're going to continue our conversation about a product called Heat Map Magic. You want to stick around for that. It's going to be very, very good stuff. And uh, probably the biggest surprise for me personally uh, on the radio show has, has been the time with Miles. I mean, I, I have learned so much just working with him, and it's uh, been great to have him on board in the radio show. And uh, we'll continue that conversation again uh, later in the show. By the way, bottom of the hour, Todd Schnick will join me. Todd has been on the show before, and he's launching a brand-new venture. I'm going to have him on briefly and talk about what he's doing differently and give you some insight into some of the things that he's doing in the media world. Today's guest 
is Karen Hurt. She is the CEO of Let's Grow Leaders. I'm excited to have her on board. We're going to talk about leadership, team building. She's got a brand new book out called Overcoming an Imperfect Boss. We'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, she writes a blog at her website, Let's Grow Leaders. She was recently recognized on Inc. Magazine's list of 100 great leadership speakers for your next conference. And her award-winning blog has grown into a, a very interactive international community. So we're very excited to have her on board. She's a former Verizon wireless executive, over two decades of experience in sales, marketing, customer services, customer service rather, and human resources. Karen, great to have you on board. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I've, I've read your stuff. In fact, I was going through your blog yesterday and today looking at some of the things that you've written, and I want to talk a little bit about some of those, but let, let me ask you, my, here's my start-off question. You, you spent, uh, how, how long were you with Verizon? 20 years. 20 years as a Verizon exec. What, uh, what did that experience inside corporate America teach you about leadership in the real world? Well, it's interesting. So I started, um, the first decade of my time at Verizon was really spent in leadership development, organizational development, human resources, teaching people how to lead um, based on my academic background and some previous work that I had done. But then um, I had a senior leader who I had been doing a lot of emerger integration work come to me and say, look, um, you're, you're awfully young in your career to be so focused just in HR. Um, if you really want to learn about leadership and, and be an expert in leadership, you need to go lead some large teams. So I did a, a, a complete uh, leap to um, leading call centers, and so I went out and uh, led some call centers in a 24-by-7 uh, service management organization. So like working with the Bank of America, their ATM network went down. I was the one they called. And so I had to learn all about the technical aspects of the business and basically lead a team who were doing things I really had very little technical knowledge about. Um, so, and then I moved, then I made a career of doing things I knew nothing about. <laughs> and uh, I, I went out and I uh, led some of the sales teams. I led uh, the Verizon Wireless stores in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. And that was a team of about 2,000 people. Um, I also led uh, customer service outsourcing, uh, which is all of the outsourced call centers uh, that we have uh, had across the country. And so what I learned about leadership was uh, really that if you can lead well and if you can create true connection with the human beings that you're leading and inspire them through to a very big vision, you can achieve breakthrough results. It's all about creating that significant connection with people. You don't need to be an expert in the content of what you're doing as long as you treat people with deep respect, create connection, and create a compelling vision that people want to um, you, you know, really work towards. Sure. Karen Hurd is my guest. You can find her online, letsgrowleaders.com. Follow her on Twitter, by the way, at Let's Grow Leaders. How, how much does academic leadership or, or the academic perspective of leadership how much does it differ from differ from the real world? Well, it's interesting because I, I know that so many, and I actually teach in an MBA program, so I teach a lot of these theories. But at the end of the day, I, I, you can speak to the theories and know how they work on paper, but you really need to have the emotional intelligence 
to be vulnerable, to be authentic with the people that you're leading, and to roll up your sleeves and work side by side with them. And I think that is very difficult concept to teach. You could study motivation theory, but at the end of the day, it's it's about really getting into the muck with folks and understanding the pain that they're feeling, and then helping lift them out to uh, towards a more a bigger goal that they may not even be able to see from where they are. And I find that is hard to articulate in a textbook. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's it's easier to read the textbook and kind of get a, a grasp of what you think it is. But when you get out there and, uh, you, you know, you step into the fray, suddenly things are not exactly like you read in exactly. the textbook, you know. I mean, it's just different. Well, you know, I'm ashamed to tell you that when I came out of school, I, I really thought that I wouldn't have to mess a lot with people. I, you know, I thought, hey, I'll be great at what I do and uh, people will hire me and promote me and all of that kind of thing. And I came to the very crushing reality and on short notice that business is all about people. And if you're not good with people, it, it's going to limit your effectiveness and probably your career as well. Would you say that's a pretty accurate assessment? A hundred percent accurate. Yes. Wow. I, and, and, and I hate to say that that was the truth, but I run into it a lot. I, I deal a lot with engineers, professional services companies, uh, people who are technically brilliant and and quite often, Karen, they're they're just not very good with people. Can can you take people like that, and can you teach them leadership principles and and in effect turn them into good leaders? If they are willing to work at it, I, I have seen some amazing turnarounds, especially with some very technical types. And if they start with a level of humility that says, I am willing to go there and learn this, then I have seen uh, people who really struggled at the beginning become brilliant leaders. Um, I have also seen folks who had um, so much arrogance in, in terms of their technical expertise that they really didn't think they needed to develop any leadership skills. And I've seen those be very career damaging. Uh, that's a very career damaging approach. And sooner or later, I've seen that really derail careers. But I do believe it's teachable. Yeah, I do, I do too. I, I think leadership is a set of skills that people can acquire. But again, there's there are some people who just have more native people skills, it seems to me, on board uh, that allows them to either get there quicker or just to be more effective with the skills that they learn. Is that fair? I would say that's, that is definitely fair. One of the things that I also believe is that we should be teaching leadership very early in the game to our children. And I actually covered a, a book about that, uh, you know, Parents Guide to Leadership, just to really help parents say, think, you know, we teach our kids, we take them to soccer and we teach them soccer skills and we t- take them to piano lessons and we teach them to swim, but we're less deliberate about teaching children to lead. And I think that is also something we should be focused on. Well, that is such a great point. You know, this, these are just not skills that you even come out of an MBA school with. Many people, I mean, you can learn finance and all of the things that go along with the, the technical aspects of business, but the people side, quite frankly, is, is missing in the academic world for the most part. I, I would agree that that can definitely be a challenge. Um, I've actually been doing some work uh, with the faculty of a university to help them with their leadership skills as well. So even for people who are involved in teaching this, you know, for applying it in their real life, it can sometimes be a challenge. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Wait, a couple of minutes before we take our first break, I want to ask this. I, I know that you teach uh, at the MBA program and you have MBA students. What's the, what's the most common question that you get from from the young kids who are, are you know see their career moving into the business arena and they really want some insight from you? What, what's what's the most common question you have to field? Um, how do you deal with really jerky people at work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're even at a young age. They already they've either had experience or have they they have a premonition. I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun. How do you answer that? Well, I've actually I teach a whole course on how to deal with difficult people. Um, but that the reason we have that course is because that was such a prevalent question. And uh, I, you know, the number one answer is to really improve the level of communication. And we go through a lot of different ways that you can do that. But it's about really talk, sitting down and t- sharing both sides of what's going on. And usually it's a lot more complicated than you're, you're giving the situation credit for. And when you dig deeper, the person's probably not as jerky as they appear on the surface. Yeah, I, I suspect. I mean, it's always a two-way street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it, it usually comes down to some level of expectation violation, right? I expected you to be something, to do something, to say something that you didn't do, and now I'm ticked off. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that assessment. I think that's fantastic. Is is there a big difference in managing millennials? You know, people ask me this all the time, and there's so many people there out there that say it's absolutely different. Um, I remember when I was a Gen X and a young, and people were saying, uh, oh, gosh, people dealing with these Gen Xers is just so difficult. They have all these demands. They want to be treated like human beings, and they want to be in on the big picture and all this. And it was almost identical to what now we're saying about millennials. And I think, you know, the bottom line is each generation thinks the other generation, you know, has is so much different. But at the end of the day, I really believe there are some fundamental things that everybody wants. They wanted to be, want to be treated with deep respect. They want to understand what's going on. They want to be communicated to. They want to be involved. And, I, you know, sure, the style may be a little bit different with millennials, but I don't believe it's that different than what I wanted when I was that age. Yeah, great insight. My guest is Karen Hurt, and uh, you can find her at Let's Grow Leaders. We need to take a short time out. We're going to come back on the other side. We'll talk more to Karen about her book, Overcoming an Imperfect Boss. We'll find out if you can actually manage up if you've got one of those kind of bosses that's not exactly great to work for. Stay with me. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to BizLocker Radio on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. 
Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Dan Walshman, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. Back in the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio, live every Monday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, I want to encourage you to do what I do. That's go on iTunes and find us. Search for Business Locker Room, Kelly Riggs. It'll pop right up. And go on and subscribe to the podcast. I listen to it in the car. I mean, we get so much great content. I've learned so much from the people that I've been uh, privileged to have on the show. I listen to it in the car, uh, just like a radio program. And uh, by the way, while you're there, if you get the opportunity, love to have you leave a rating and review for the show. It's always good for us. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Uh, In the next week or two, I'll be announcing uh, some ways that you can get some free books from the people that come on the show if you'll leave that rating and review. So stick around for that. We're talking with Karen Hurt of Let'sGrowLeaders.com. Karen, you've got a book out called Overcoming an Imperfect Boss. Is that even possible? (laughs) Yes, it is. Because every boss is imperfect, right, Uh, in some way. And so really the, the premise of the book is that, you know, your boss is just an imperfect human being, likely doing the best he or she can, just like you are. And mm-hmm. if you approach it, the relationship from that perspective uh, and realize that you have more power in controlling the relationship than you think, there are some specific techniques you can do uh, to improve the relationship. What you're suggesting is that uh, an employee can take an active role in the relationship and they can actually manage up. Is that right? Am I hearing that correctly? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, this came because, you know, you asked earlier, what were the, the biggest questions my MBA students were asking? I would say when I was at Verizon, the biggest question I would get would, when I was mentoring people is they'd come and have complaints about their boss. And I would say, okay, well, let's talk about this situation. And almost always there was something that could be done to improve the relationship. And people felt like with very, you know, very little effort, they were really able to make substantial changes and improve the quality of their work life. So for, for people who are listening today and they're, they're working for that, um, you know, imperfect boss or maybe a little worse than imperfect from their perspective, we talked about there being two sides of that story. But, but give me a couple of practical ideas that, that people could use to work with, with that boss. Yeah. So uh, one, I would say, you know, a question that I often get is, what if my boss is moody? Right. And uh, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'll share a story. This came out of my real life experience that I had with with a boss. And she was so I mean, so moody. She was I mean, you know, we go off the deep end. But we she also had a very lighthearted side to her. So my team uh, decided to give her two Barbie dolls. 
uh, one that was immaculately dressed like Barbies often are, and she often wore pearls and, you know, suits, and we kept, and we said, this is how you are most of the time, and then we gave her a Barbie, and we, like, you know, had it look like a three-year-old had dealt with it, with magic marker all over the face, and hair crazy, and ripped clothes, and we said, but this is your evil twin, (laughs) and sometimes you get like this. So we'd like you to know, just put her out as a warning sign if that's what we're going to be dealing with. And just that intervention, just to acknowledge, to say that every now and then we were dealing with a situation. And of course, we waited till, for a good Barbie day to give it to her, right? right. Opened up the dialogue um, that had, to have the conversation that we needed to have. It was game changing. Oh, so, right. that's, you know, one, so that's just an example of sometimes you just need to find a way talk about things. Yeah, I just, I'm sitting here trying not to laugh. I, I could just see a guy try to do that with a female <laughs> boss. That's an HR nightmare. Yeah, right? Right. So maybe this isn't good for the locker room one. Maybe <laughs> but, uh, you know, another is, uh, I think often people think they can't persuade their boss. And if they feel really passionate about something and they think their boss is about to, to do something really stupid, I'm amazed at how many times employees will let the boss do something stupid. Right. right. And and so I you know, really thinking about the best way to persuade your boss in order to get through and convince them to your point of view. So I have a, a model that I call the persuade model. Mm-hmm. And it's uh and each one of these letters stands for something, but it's uh, you know, private, um, you know, you want to make sure you're taking it offline, you wanna not be emotional, that's the E. You wanna do your homework, the research, um, you wanna share your concerns frankly really understand, listen to what they're saying, um, acknowledge their concerns, bring data, and then, you know, engage your supporting teams, uh, get, you know, get your finance person involved if you need to, to help do some persuasion. But I, I think if you follow this model, often you can really persuade your boss from a very logical perspective to your point of view, um, rather than uh, what I see often is people get worked up and try to um, take, a, take their boss head on in a meeting and then get frustrated because the boss is embarrassed and doesn't back down. Oh, yeah, it's going to get ugly at that point. You know, I, I, I love that. I think that's, that's great advice. I, I'm surprised at the number of people I've had conversations with that have gone in to have conversations with their boss, and it has turned out well. I mean, most people are reasonable. Reminds me something of a very good friend of mine told me once. He said, the difference between rational and irrational people is everybody's irrational at some point in time, but a rational person who's acting irrationally Given good data or new information, they can change and be more rational. An irrational person doesn't matter what you do. They're just going to be irrational. Right. Uh, I, I suspect that the irrational boss, that's, that's where you have a decision to make, whether you want to go or do you want to stay. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's the tough one. Karen Hurd is my guest. You can find her once again at letsgrowleaders.com. Before I let you get away today, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of your blog posts. The, the most recent one just published a couple of days ago was entitled Succeeding as an Entrepreneur, Lessons from My First Nine Months. You've just recently gone out and started your own company. You're still teaching uh, in the MBA program. What, 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 is, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from nine months of being an entrepreneur? Well, I have been surprised at how hard it, it, how much hard work it is, right? You know, it's just, it's, and I, my favorite lesson, I think, is be scrappy, but then be patient. Um, you know, so there's no doubt that this year has been a constant ha- hustle for me. You know, I have uh, gotten up early, I've stayed late, I've, uh, you know, worked every weekend, um, really trying to differentiate my brand. Um, 
be out there to build the relationships, to build the contacts and that kind of thing. Um, and I, you know, there's a point that starts to feel like you're planting all these bulbs, but nothing is sprouting. And the biggest lesson I have learned is you do also need to be patient because I was surprised at six month mark to the day, um, all of these things that I had been cultivating over the last six months all started to really sprout all at once. And I, the only regret I have is that I was I'd lost all the sleep, <laughs> wondering if that was going to happen or not. I would not have worked any less hard, but I think I would have um, liked to have been just a little more confident that the strategy was going to work and just to be patient, give myself a little, uh, little bit of a break there. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, my experience, and, and this goes back a ways, but having been in an entrepreneurial situation a couple of times, my biggest experience was exactly what you sort of described. You know, you're used to having a support team. You're used to having resources. Uh, you're used to having tasks that you can turn over to very capable people in a corporate environment. When you become an entrepreneur, it's it's basically you. You're doing it all. Yep, Absolutely. That, Tough, tough part, no question. Yeah, and the other thing that I have really learned is that being nice goes a really long way. And, I, you know, I don't know whether to call it karma or luck, but most of my favorite projects have just come from doing something nice for someone without expecting anything in return. And somehow one thing led to another and real work came out of it. Wow, that's some of the best advice probably I've heard in that you know, I, I think entrepreneurs, because of the stress of being out on your own and the stress of having to produce revenue right away, many times leads people to, uh, you know, ask to get paid for everything. And you're you're just describing a very, very good sales approach. You know, to give before you get, to provide value before you ask for anything in return. And it's really refreshing to hear that that's working for you. It it really is. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, the the other post that you had was uh, just right before the new year, and you wrote a blog post called 15 Questions to Ask Your Team Before 2015. And I remember a few of the questions, but what what impressed upon my mind was the fact that now's the time to sit down and do a review and find out what works and what doesn't and where we are and sort of gather ourselves and, and look at the score and see what adjustments we have to make from a from a locker room concept that makes a lot of sense. It's like halftime. Yeah, and, and you know, I think what often happens in business is we, we leave for Christmas and we come back at the new year and we say, okay, it's a brand new year. We don't want to talk about last year, right? We're going to do our kickoff sessions and we're going to be focused on the future. And that was definitely the sentiment that I grew up with. And I really think it is very important to either pause at the end of the year or pause now if you haven't done it yet and, you know, ask people, you know, where they've made the biggest business impact, um, who's most influenced their leadership, what they're most proud of, because building on the successes of the past and the learnings of the past will be vital as you go into the new year. Well, that kind of brings us round trip back to where we left off in the first segment, and that's in dealing with millennials. And uh, I suspect that the bigger impact of this process is it allows people to be in on things. And I know that that's important, not just to millennials, but to everybody. But it's really come front and center with, as you mentioned, both Gen X and Gen Y. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, People love to think about and talk about themselves. Right. 
And yes. it's important. And, and to give that level of attention at a very deep level with the people that you're leading goes a really long way. It shows that you care about developing them and not just the results that they're producing. And when, you, when they feel connected in that way, they will produce better results. Yeah, I guarantee it. That's such good stuff. Folks, let me encourage you to go to letsgrowleaders.com. Find out more about Karen and the work that she's doing. Clearly, she uh, has tremendous amount of big corporate experience and can translate that into any level as an entrepreneur now. She has a real understanding of what small business is like as well. But track down this particular blog post, 15 questions to ask your team before 2015. And, of course, we're already into 2015. But these are great questions, and I think there's just a lot of wisdom and insight to be had there. Karen, thanks so much for joining me in the Business Locker Room. I'll look forward to doing it again. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Oh, good stuff. Let'sgrowleaders.com. You can follow her on Twitter as well, at Let's Grow Leaders. Let's take our second time out. We're going to come back on the other side of the break, and we'll be joined by my friend Todd Schnick. He's got a brand new venture going. You're going to want to hear more about it. Good stuff on the other side. You're listening to Biz Locker Radio on Voice America. I'm Kelly Riggs. Stay with us. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Hi, I'm John Spence, one of the top 100 business thought leaders in the world, and you're listening to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Hey, welcome back to The Biz Locker Room. Biz Locker Radio, first session in January, episode number 37. And uh, many thanks to Karen Hurt for joining us from Let's Grow Leadership. A lot of good things going on. By the way, John Spence, who introduced this segment in, in that rejoin, uh, sneak peek, he will be one of the coaches in the Biz Locker Room. Excited to have him on board, one of the top 100 thought leaders in business. Uh, it's it's quite an honor to, to, to have him as a part of the Business Locker Room. We're joined by Todd Schnick. You may remember Todd was on the show a few months ago. He is a, a marketing and media strategist, is building an empire in Atlanta. In fact, he's uh, got some changes going on, and I wanted to uh, bring him back and talk a little bit about that and welcome him in. Todd, uh, great to have you back in the business locker room. Kelly, good to be back. Thanks for having me, and Happy New Year to you. 
Yeah, same to you. Uh, and you've got this brand new website, a brand new entity that you're you're moving in some new directions and, and some of the things you were doing before you're going to continue to pursue as well. www.intrepidnow.com. Tell us a little bit about the organization, what you're doing. Well, Kelly, you know that I've been playing and dabbling in media for quite some time and have been leveraging this great platform that you and I are both uh, masters of, this podcast in the, in the interview format. And I've been leveraging that for quite some time as a, as a really cool content creation strategy as well as a business development strategy and having a heck of a lot of fun with that. But I, as I, gosh, I've been in it probably five, six years now. And as, as I've gotten deeper into this thing, I wanted to create a bigger media platform and so uh, intrepidnow.com is is the is the culmination of a couple of years worth of thought in terms of a different and better and bigger way to showcase all this media that guys like you and I are creating and educating and serving and helping more people uh, and and talking about some subjects that that I wanted to get into. Obviously a big focus of what I do is business and sales and marketing, leadership mm-hmm. and innovation. Talk a lot about healthcare tech, which is a big piece of the Atlanta market. But I'm getting into some things now about lifestyle, wine, travel, spirits, uh, entertainment, authors, photography. I mean, it just I just wanted to round out the portfolio of, of amazing content, talking to amazing people doing amazing things, yet still building a, a platform by which I could help my my clients uh, leverage and create content to integrate into their sales and marketing platform to move and inform their markets. I'm having a great time. The launch is, is ongoing this month, and it's going very well. We're very, very excited. Yeah, for our listeners, to give you a sense of what Todd is doing, he has a number of radio shows across a spectrum of interests. So you heard him say business, sales, leadership, that kind of thing. Also in healthcare, also in lifestyle. And uh, Todd's really blowing this thing out. You, you know, I, I, you and I have sort of found common ground on, on a number of uh, things, primarily on the podcast side, primarily on, on leadership and sales. But you've developed this whole idea of trade show radio and, and that's that's different. I mean, there's something really special out there. And for people who may be listening who are trying to find a way to differentiate themselves or, or find a way into some of their critical customers, tell us a little bit about that and how you use it. Well, I'm grateful for the ask there, Kelly. And, and yeah, it's something you and I are going to do a lot of this year together. And I'm excited to have you part of that process. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 it goes back to what I said earlier about how I leverage podcasting as a business development strategy. But but for me, it, it started with the mere process of, boy, if I'm trying to connect with the CEO of an organization that I think I can help and serve, then how do I get his attention? And I quite accidentally stumbled upon the ability to invite that guy to be a guest on a radio show of mine as a really neat way to connect with him, serve him, help him, help tell his story, but most importantly, develop a a, a deeper relationship with him that could then transition into a business development opportunity. Well, so all we've done with this trade show radio idea is take it and do it on a trade show floor. So so think of it this way. An organization hires us or sponsors us, if you will, and we bring our roadshow to their exhibit at a trade show. And we interview CEOs of organizations that they want to connect with at that trade show. They they drive the editorial scheduling of, of our of our broadcast there. And and we tell the story over a three-day show, Kelly, we can do about 75 interviews, which is really, really cool. We get to talk to 75 amazing people doing amazing things. 
and we help tell their story. But but the but the the true secret to that is that my client, our sponsor, drove that recruitment process and made that interview happen. My client, our sponsor, gets to spend some quality time with that executive at their exhibit. At their exhibit, this, these guys come to them. And, and they walk out of that trade show with 75 relationships far deepened, far richer. And, and they walk out of that and they, get, they go home and they've now expedited a business relationship with that executive in a much more meaningful way. And they can now transition into that business development conversation that they really want to have. However, we've also told some really cool stories that we can then publish and educate a broader, wider market with. And it's it's a it's a it's a win 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 for for everyone involved. We're having and 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 I can't wait for you and I to to broadcast together from a show because the best part about it is it's just it's the most fun I've ever had in forty five years of doing business. Yeah, I can I can imagine. You know, people ask me why why do you do radio? Why you why do you do the podcast? A lot of people have different reasons. I, I just like it. I love being. Uh, introduced to new people with with ideas and th- you know things that I'm not thinking about and to kind of open up m- the vistas of my own imagination. I I need I need prompting and then that's just cool. But if you're listening, think about what this does. I'm a guy that spent 20 years in corporate. I went to a lot of trade shows, and you're always looking for ways to get your critical clients or prospects into your booth. And you're trying to think of all these ways, and you're competing with a hundred other companies out there trying to do the same thing. But you say, we're going to be broadcasting live from the trade show, and we would like to interview you. And I I have found very few people, Todd, that don't say, really? Well, yeah, I could do that. I mean, everybody wants to be on the radio, and it's live, it's streaming. And as you mentioned, it really is the win-win-win because now we've got content that we can curate and manage and distribute and use both for the client and the interviewee and even for you as the host. I mean, there's just, there's nothing bad about this and people are walking into the booth and they want to talk to you instead of being compelled by, you know, whatever the typical things are, you know, giveaways or whatever the case may be. Well, you know, all these organizations are giving away, you know, they have their happy hour at the end of the day where they're just giving out beer. Great. They, they generate a long line of people, but those people have no personal interaction with that, with that customer. And, and, but you, you hit on all the key points, Kelly, but I was doing Andy Paul's show uh, not long before uh, we got on the air here. And we talked about the importance, we talked about in sales, in business development, the real key is building a relationship. Well, how better to build a relationship with someone than to do a, a, a hardcore interview with them on, on your show where you can probe and, and ask some intriguing questions about what they're doing, their passion and their mission and where they're going, what how they're trying to help and serve people. And and, and you walk out of that experience with, with honest to goodness, with, with a, a, a really enhanced relationship with this guy. And, and then once you have, we all, you know, all the sales books, they all say, oh, you got to develop trust. You got to develop rapport. Well, well, there's no better way to do that than to, than to shine a light on some cool guy doing cool work with a cool company and helping them tell that story to the world. And then, boy, is that relationship expedited to a different level. And then, and then to transition into, boy, let me talk to you about some ideas I have and how we could collaborate and some other things. They welcome that conversation at that point, and that's so exciting, and, and it's so much fun to to see that happen on behalf of my clients on a trade show floor. 
these guys, I mean, you go to a trade show and you get key rings and you get flashlight pens and stress balls and lightsabers and all this crap that all these guys are slapping their logo on and distributing at a trade show. And then you know, the guys are going around collecting that, not because they want to connect with that company post-show, but because they're collecting it so they can give it to their kids when they get home from the business trip. Right. They're not, they're not going to forget their interaction on this radio show because that content will live forever. That relationship that was, that was, that was born out of that experience is, is, is going to yield a lot of fruit for a long, long time. It's, it's just an amazing thing. We're having a heck of a good time and and the intrepid now media network is just going to take this whole thing to the next level. And uh, our, our plans in 2015, which I have no doubt will certainly incorporate your involvement is very, very exciting to see where we cannot wait. Well, I'm excited about it as well. You know, as we sit and discuss this, I just think about the the rise of technology. I can remember doing radio 15 years ago, and we had a sports media company, and we were producing high school sports and a lot of different things. We were trying to do instant messaging on Sprint telephones. Uh, I mean, it was it, compared to what we're doing today, it was like smoke signals. And yet now <laughs> we, we have the ability to do all of this live. You and I in the studio are in three different locations. We're using Skype. We can talk on uh, as we're doing this on instant message if we want. And video has become a big deal now. And I want to ask you a little bit that about that. Uh, Miles, who will be with us in the next segment, in the X's and O's segment, we've actually done three or four segments on video. Where, where do you see technology going in terms of what you're doing with Intrepid now? Well, it's a great question, and 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 part of the reason I wanted to to evolve my media company from the old school way that we used to be doing it to what Intrepid now is that we are in fact going to be incorporating one of the big uh, goals for 2015 is to is to significantly increase the amount of video that we're doing for a lot of reasons. One, just because it, video is is a very popular way that a lot of people like to consume content, and you have to mm-hmm. be mindful of your audience and how they like to consume content. Content. Some like to read. Some like to listen to audio. Some like to watch video. You got to present content in a, in multiple formats that people like. I mean, I always use this example. Go to ESPN.com, and, and when you read the story about last night's Celtics game, you can read the article. You can listen to the audio clip from ESPN Radio, and you can watch the Sports Center coverage of that game. That same model applies to what we're trying to do here. Uh, but the cool thing, Kelly, is that we're also going to be incorporating, and I know Miles is real keen on this, and has been on my fanny about doing this for a while about incorporating that into the trade show work that we're doing. And so right. a lot of the gigs that we're doing in 2015, we'll, we'll be tagging along a video crew to, to, to video a lot of that. And we're going to do, do a lot of live streaming of that as well, which is really exciting and, and changes the dynamic. Uh, and it's all about that experience for that guest, right? And so to incorporate video into that process is going to be really, really exciting. But you know, th- to your point, though, about technology, the, the, the beauty of what we're doing here and what we're trying to build and what you're doing with Biz Locker Room and all that is the technology is making this thing more accessible than ever. You can, you can be on your smartphone and you can be in any corner of the earth and you can connect with this content in any way that, that enriches you and, and educates you and inspires mm-hmm. you. The, 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 but the real magic of this is you don't need to be a rocket scientist to benefit from this this model, and and there is so much easy technology to integrate and, and leverage. Any the point is Kelly, anybody can do what we're talking about here, in, in any level. I'm to to a fancy schmancy trade show set to a studio to using your smartphone as all the equipment and all the remote studio you need to to take advantage of what we're talking about here. It's really really exciting. 
Well, I, I'm excited about video, but at the same time, I'm scared to death of it because, uh, like the old <laughs> joke goes, I, I've got a face for radio. Oh, you and me both. No, you, on the other hand, I got a full head of hair, and you're a good-looking, <laughs> square-jawed guy, and you chiseled out of granite. Kind of, kind of ticks me off, actually. But uh, I, I am looking forward to it. So when we do video, they'll get to feature you. Hey, I'm excited about the future, Todd. Thanks for taking a break, jumping on the Biz Locker Room with us, and uh, we'll look forward to having you on again. Kelly, as always, I'm grateful for the platform. And uh, again, uh, uh, good luck on the new year and, and excited to be part of the business locker room. Thank you very, very much. He's Todd Schnick. You can find him at intrepidnow.com. And listen, if you're looking for a way to differentiate yourself, find a unique niche, go find Todd at intrepidnow.com and ask him about Trade Show Radio. It is a winner. It is a great, great opportunity for your organization. We'll take our final time out. And when we come back on the other side, sponsored by 4D Sales at 4dsales.com, the X's No segment with Miles Austin. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to BizLocker Radio on Voice America. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the business locker room. Welcome back to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. By the way, another sneak peek, Mr. Jeff Shore will also be joining us as one of the coaches in the Business Locker Room. I'm telling you, man, world-class talent. I'm really excited to have all of these guys on board. Uh, The benefit for me is surrounding myself with great people, people far, far in advance of what some of the things that I'm doing and bringing a total different perspective to a lot of the things that are going on. So I'm, I'm really excited to have these guys on board. We're joined by Mr. Miles Austin. He's the web tools guy. Find him at fillthefunnel.com. And by the way, Miles, I was over at uh, 4D Sales today talking with uh, Mr. Brian Carpenter and crew over there, and they were introducing me to the brand new enterprise version of 4D Sales. I don't know if you've got the uh, inside scoop yet, but it is nothing short of fantastic. Tell you what, anytime you can automate and centralize distribution of collateral and information for a dispersed sales team, you got my attention. 
Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. I tell you, they having introduced, uh, talking with both him and Mike Ishmael today, having introduced the enterprise version, what it enables people to do, listen, if, you, if you're not familiar with 4D sales, let me, let me encourage you, jump on 4dsales.com and look at this tool. If you're in the selling business or you own a company, you've got to have access to this tool. It is crazy, crazy good. And it is so inexpensive for you to use. If it only produces one more sale per year, it's going to weigh more than pay for itself. But now that you have the opportunity to use it out of a cloud, and that gives you as an organization tremendous opportunities to be flexible in how you deliver all of that. But what we're talking about is having all of the content that any of your salespeople would need when they make a sales call. And now they've introduced a feature where you can actually have web-based apps inside of the device itself, the application. It's now it's now an app. You're going to download it to your Windows 8 device or your iPad, and it's just an app, and then all the content gets pushed to you directly. You always have the most up-to-date iterations of everything you need. Folks, that includes uh, web pages, audio, video, uh, any kind of PDFs, collateral material, uh, anything that you can think of that you would be using inside of a sales call, you're going to look like a world-class pro. I don't care who you are. So please run over to 4dsales.com, the number 4dsales.com. And uh, I know you're a fan, Miles. Man, I'm a fan. I, I saw that today. My eyes lit up. They've got a bunch more things that we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, by the way, a great trade show application from talking with Todd Schnick. They, you can actually have your presentation looping in a presentation mode right out of 4D sales. So all the great things you want to show people, you press a button, boom, it's looping right there on your iPad in, in a trade show. How cool is that? Think about it. And then you use something called AirPlay on that iPad, and that wirelessly puts it up on the big screen behind you. So you've now got a 72-inch LCD panel in your trade show booth doing that same looping to get people's attention. It is pretty cool. It is pretty awesome. And again, all of the latest promo material that you may have or price lists or whatever, all available. Hey, we started last week. We were talking about heat map magic and you kind of you kind of blew my brains out. I mean, in fact, I was <laughs> I was talking to Brian about it at 4dsales.com. I said, listen, you need to tune into the show today because Miles has got this fantastic new thing that will tell you where people are going on your website and what they're looking at. And as you might imagine, you had all the same questions I had. Well, how do they do that? How does he know where their eyes are? And uh, how does that live video thing work? So we need a lot more explanation. But heatmapmagic.com is a place you want to go, folks, if you're listening. This is a tool. This is proprietary to Mr. Miles Austin and fillthefunnel.com. But it is a tool that he's been using for years to help people understand how to more adequately prepare your website pages for consumption by your guests by looking at where they go and what they click on and what they're interested in. I think I've got it right, Miles. Help me out with some of the details. You bet, Kelly. I think, you know, I, I live up in the Seattle area, and so I have had the fortune over the last many, many years in my tech career to go visit my friends over at Microsoft, and they have a whole complex of what they call usability labs. It's those rooms where they've got a bunch of people sitting on computers with a um, a one-way mirror window behind them. So experts, the programmers, the code people, the design people can look over the shoulder, if you will, onto the screens of people they bring in from different 
um, portions of the public to understand and just watch what they do. How interactive are they? Is their application intuitive? Are they seeing and doing what the designer of that application wants them to see? Right? So you can see that. What heat map, heat map magic does is does it electronically. So you don't have to be there live, but you get all of the same information and you can literally watch those visitors as they interact on your website. And the power of that has been known for, geez, decades and paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for these labs to be built for bigger companies to get that information to improve their products and their websites. Well, guess what? Heat Map Magic has now brought that down to a point where an individual with one website can have that same level of detail for a few hundred dollars a year. It's really hard for me to, I mean, I'm, I'm a visual guy and I'm sitting here trying to figure out how you do video that way. I mean, how, how does that work exactly? And by the way, we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been on the website that we're, we're, we're trying to find our way around it and they don't have a contact page or you can't find a phone number or an address or a link or something like that. That's great information to have. I mean, if you want people to stick around on your website and get the most out of it, and if you, you, you know, want to create that interaction, you need to know those things. But how does that video thing work exactly? Are you, are you using a webcam or something like that, or is it just based on mouse movement? Uh, knowing, knowing your website activity, I wouldn't want a webcam. But no, what That's we want to do, I know, what we need to do, just think about this, is that just like if you do a broadcast or you do a screen capture on your screen, and if you're familiar with those capabilities where you can go and move and click and you record it, it's the same exact technology, so it's not a webcam. It's software that just records the actual screen and everything on it on your computer monitor and, and by the way, a smartphone or a tablet and every interaction, left-click, right-click, scrolling, everything that you do, it's captured and it's stored in a video, an MP4 format to be specific. Wow, that's that's pretty fantastic. As Todd and I were talking in a previous segment, technology's crazy. The it, things that you're able to do are, are, are nothing short of amazing. It is, and you know what's really funny? You use the example when we go to a website and you're scrolling all over and clicking, trying to find that phone number or that email address for someone. You'd be amazed when you watch the heat map in that that one of those four heat maps that we offer is that actual video recording, and you can actually watch someone scrolling up and down and up and down 5, 10, 15, 20 times faster and faster and then clicking on everything on the page whether it looks like a button or not and it tells you they're looking for something that they aren't finding easily and that information is worth a lot of money for anyone that has a business that is running a website for information and interaction. Yeah, I mean, it's so awesome. I mean, how many of us would like to actually be sitting in the same room with somebody navigating through our website, reading the blog post? Do they skim over it? Do they notice your links? You know, do they do anything with it while they're there? We, we've, you've educated me on a lot of things, including Google Analytics and bounce rates and all of those kinds of things. I suspect you take this tool and combine it with Google Analytics and perhaps some others, and, and it really begins to change the way you present your website to the reading public. 
Absolutely. Let me give you one example that we've done a test on. Uh, when you go to heatmapmagic.com, when you go to that site, you've got to scroll quite a ways down the page to find the price and the buy now kind of button, if you will, right? The different options. Um, we tested last week, and I, it, it's back to the original way because I've got some modifications. We literally moved, or we duplicated that price and put it right on the very top, right under uh, or right above where it says, what can you learn with heat map magic? Because we were noticing that a lot of people didn't scroll that far down the page. True story. We went from having about a 17 to 20% click-through to 74% in the four days that we tested between Christmas and New Year. Under 20% clicks to over 70% on the buy button, Kelly. What that's can incredible. that translate, translate to in business for any company that's doing business on the web? Yeah, just based on one very, very simple move. Well, it's the reason he's called the Web Tools Guy, and I want to encourage you to follow him if you don't already, at Miles Austin on Twitter. And it's a must-subscribe newsletter from his website, fillthefunnel.com. Of course, you get a lot of details. You get them live here. But if you've got questions for Miles, make sure you let us know. Send me a, an, an email, kelly at bizlockerroom.com. Send something over to Miles, miles at uh, fillthefunnel.com. We always want to respond to your questions. Miles, as always, thanks. Great stuff. Brand new tool coming up next week, and I'm excited to share that as well. Looking forward to it, Kelly. Have a great week. All right, and thanks to 4D Sales. I'll have much more to tell you about them next week in our show, which, by the way, will feature MillennialCEO.com founder Daniel Newman. Make sure you join us. Special thanks to Karen Hurt of Let's Grow Leaders for being our guest in the show today. To Todd Schnick as well. Find him at IntrepidNow.com. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to the brand-new rebranded BizLockerRadio.com. Thanks to Michael Surgat our engineer on the other side of the glass, making us sound great. Brandy Jackson, our executive producer, will be back next week with more Biz Locker Radio on Voice America. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business-building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of The Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.